I want you to talk about your services on social media. I want you to talk about your services on Clubhouse. I want you to talk about your services on your, your podcast. I want you to talk about your services on your YouTube channel. I want you to talk about your services by emailing your mailing list. I want you to ask every single person you know for a referral. I want you to be omnipresent telling people that you're looking for a slice of the pie and here's what you're willing to offer a value in exchange. Welcome everybody to the Chris Harder Show, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success, knowing that when good people like you make good money, they can then do great things. My name is Chris Harder, and several times per week, I will bring you epic guests, solo episodes, and every single tool, trick, and skill set you need to grow your business, grow your money mindset, and to grow your wealth to levels that you have never reached before. I've ended up in a unique place in life where I've got the experience, the connections, and all of the secrets that it takes to be successful. And I'm lifting the curtain to reveal it all to you in an effort to help put you in a position of abundance so great that you can then be as generous as possible. So let's lock arms and let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to The Chris Harder Show. It's another Money Monday where we talk all things money, how to make more money, how to save more money, and how to make your money matter even more. And today, we're talking about how money is changing hands at a faster pace than it ever, ever has before. And there's more money changing hands than it ever has before. And I'm going to tell you a few stories to prove this. And then I'm going to share five ways for you to get a piece of this pie because the pie has never been larger. It's never been easier for you to get your hand in there and get your slice. Now, some of you are going to hear these stories and they're going to inspire you. Some of you are going to hear these stories and they're going to frustrate you. Some of you are going to hear these stories and it might even bring up a little bit of anger or a little bit of judgment. So I'm going to share a few personal stories of things that I've gone to buy or things I've gone to do and how they've resulted in proof that there's more money changing hands than ever. And so whether you get inspired by them or whether you get angered by them, I'm asking you to stay open and get to the point where I share the five different ways for you to get this piece. If you're inspired to get the piece of money, stay with me. If you're angry and you want to get your share, stay with me. No matter what, there's going to be value for you to improve your financial life by the end of this episode. So let me get into the stories. The other day, I stopped at the local piano store here. And here, I mean, here's something you probably don't know about me. When I was a kid, I could play the piano by ear. And then I never played as an adult, and I can't play a lick right now, but I really want to learn how to play the piano. So I went to the local piano store here in Scottsdale, and I didn't really know what a piano costs. And by the way, we already have a beautiful baby grand piano, but it's one of those player pianos where you can put music into it and it'll play for you. And the player system that we have installed on it is old. It's archaic. It wasn't our piano. It came with the house when we bought it. And so I go to the piano store to say, hey, we've got this really old floppy disk player piano system and I want to upgrade it. What does that cost? And she said, well, here's the system that we have. This is the one that works the best. And it's $9,500. Not for the piano, for the system that they install into the piano to make it play itself. And then I said, well, if that's 9500 bucks, how much is a piano? Because I'll be honest with you, I didn't really know how much a piano was. I, I always figured that there are maybe 10 to 20 grand, maybe like the world's most incredible piano is like 50, 60 grand. 
it's just a piano. How much can it be? So I said, well, geez, if that's the player, how much is, is the piano? And she said, well, here's our cheapest one right here. It's $9,900. Here's the next one up. It's 16000 something. And she said, the really nice ones are all the way in the back of the store there. And I said, well, out of curiosity, take me to the back of the store. I want to see what the really nice ones are. And again, I had no idea what they'd be worth. So we go back there. And she showed me a few of these pianos. And they were beautiful. They're breathtaking. And each piano, the beginner one, the middle one, and even these in the, in the back room that were at the top of the line, she would play them for me. And I could hear a distinct sound difference in each piano, of course. But when she shared with me the price of her, the top-of-the-line pianos back there, I literally couldn't believe my ears. She told me that the pianos back there were $350,000 to $400,000 a piano. And I was like, whoa, wait, what? Say that again? $350,000 to $400,000 a piano. Now, I like to think that I'm pretty abundant, but that was hard for me to wrap my head around for a moment. But here's the part of the story that matters to you. I said, do people buy these very often? And she looked at me and she said, well, the funny thing with COVID is that with everyone staying home, demand for pianos has been higher than it's ever been before. So sometimes we add up to $100,000 to these pianos on top of the three fifty dollars to $400,000 because of supply and demand. I said, so people are walking out of here giving you a half a million dollars for a piano? And she said, yeah. And yesterday, Chris, I sold two of them. Now, she was referring to two of these $350,000 to $400,000 pianos that were sitting here in front of my eyes. Two in one day. And I couldn't believe my ears. And I had this moment where I realized, my God. Money is changing hands faster than ever before. There is more money changing hands than ever before. Here's another story to kind of back that up. I bought a golf cart recently. So we could drive around the neighborhood and maybe drive it to the other side of the neighborhood and and do different walks with different scenery and run errands in them. I actually ran to a meeting today and it's just a really fun thing to have. And it's one of these larger golf carts that's all like lifted with custom wheels. And it's a really cool golf cart. And so when I went to buy the golf cart, the golf cart broker said, oh man, I can't keep these in stock right now. Everybody's buying golf carts. I said, what are you talking about? Everyone's buying golf carts. I said, yeah, well, with COVID, everybody decided that they're going to stay home and start driving around their neighborhoods and maybe go golfing because the courses were open in most cities and it's a way to be out and about. And so everyone started buying golf carts. As a matter of fact, I've got an entire truck of golf carts that I'm shipping to San Diego tomorrow because San Diego is out of golf carts. And I once again had this moment where I couldn't believe how much money is changing hands faster than ever before. And a few weeks ago, I went to the Rolex store because if you're familiar at all with the the watch market, it's going up and up and up. So unlike a car or something else that's a depreciating asset, Right now in the luxury watch market, every watch that you buy, as long as it's a notable luxury watch, it goes up in value. And they're going up significantly. So I went to the Rolex store and I said, hey, I'm looking for a Rolex. Here's the kind that I'm looking for. And the guy says, look around. I have two men's watches in the whole store and five women's watches. 
And every single morning, I get a couple more in. And by 10 o'clock in the morning, they're all sold out again. And I couldn't believe my eyes. This whole beautiful store had five watches in it. You know, picture the store with the cases everywhere, the watch cases everywhere. And there's nothing in them. So week after that, I go to a different Rolex store. Same thing. Two or three watches in the whole store. And then last but not least, and I promise you I'm getting to the, the five ways for you to get a piece of the pie. But last but not least, the last piece of proof that there's more money changing hands for stupid reasons than ever before is we bought a Jeep Gladiator recently, one of those Jeep pickups. And we'd love to customize our cars. And this one we bought so we can pull it behind the motorhome this summer. So we can have freedom. Once you park the motorhome, you don't really want to move it. It's a big hassle. And so we're going to tow a Jeep Gladiator behind it. And I wanted to get it customized to look really beachy and match the colors of the motorhome. So we're giving it a lift and it's going to have these cool old scrambler graphics on it. If any of you know what a Jeep scrambler is, it's just, it's going to turn out to be really fun and really cool. And so I went to the local Jeep customization place. And the guy says, yeah, he goes, look at this place. I'm loaded to the gills with projects right now. I can't even get you in for four to six weeks to start your project, bro. And we're going to wrap it another color. And he goes, the wrap people are booked out almost two months right now. Now it costs like four or $5,000 to wrap a car to change its color. And that's just a pure luxury. That's not like businesses doing it. That's not, it's just people that want to change the color of their car. Now, why am I sharing these stories with you? To say, ooh, look at what we're doing, getting a piano, doing this. No, that's the part where I said, don't let it anger you, let it inspire you. The point of these stories is these are luxury items. These are not necessities. These are expensive things changing hands and all of them are sold out and then some. And so the point of these stories is that money is changing hands faster than ever before. And there's more money changing hands larger than ever before. And if you're sitting in a town that says there's no money to be made, you're being lied to. If you're hanging out with a group of people that says, oh, these are rough times, there's no money to be made, you're being lied to. Inspiration is everywhere. Proof is everywhere. And opportunity for you to grab a slice of that pie is absolutely everywhere. And if you want to know how to get your piece of the pie, there's five things I want to share with you right now. As Grant Cardone would say, the first thing you have to ask yourself is who's got my money? Because you ask a better question, you get a better answer, right? I teach that all the time. So I want you to start with asking who the heck has my money? Because people have it. You're just not asking who has my money and going out to find them. So here's the five ways that you can identify who's got your money. Here's the five ways that you can go out there and get your slice of this pie. Number one, I want you to get clear on your offer. Too many of you are offering too many things. Too many of you are beating around the bush. Too many of you aren't speaking directly to the buyer. So I want you to get clear on your offer. I want you to get so clear on your offer that it makes it easy for the buyer to say, that is for me or that is not for me. And where you guys go wrong is your fear of lack kicks in and it makes you try and be all things to every customer. It makes you try and say, hey, we can do A, B, C, and one, two, three, and a little X, Y, Z, we can do it all. And the problem is that makes your customer say, wait, wait, what do you do? I only want ABC. 
you you do these other things. Do I have to buy them? Should I buy them? Ah, never mind. I'm confused. I'm going to go find someone who only does ABC. So I want you to get clear on your offer so that people can hear it loud and clear, crystal clear. And when they can hear your offer crystal clear, they can easily say, that is for me or that's not for me. And so don't try and be a jack of all trades to all customers. I want you to make it easy for you to be for one type of customer and make that one type of customer easy to find you. That's number one, get clear on your offer. Number two, I want you to make a leads list. Too many of you sit around talking on social media. Hey guys, uh, looking for this type of customer. Hey guys, I got this program. Hey guys, I got this, this product. And you're just hoping somebody trips across that story, trips across that post and says, oh, well, I'm looking for one of those. I'll buy from you. But that's not really how it works. That's like one little sliver of the marketing pie at most. I want you to make a leads list and I want you to update it every single day. A list that says, who is my ideal customer? I want you to pull out your phone and I want you to go name by name down your Instagram friends list saying, would Tom like what I have? Would Jim like what I have? Would Carol like what I have? Would Susie like what I have? And put them on your leads list. Then I want you to pull up every single contact in your phone. Same thing. Would Mike like what I have? Would Tony like what I have? Would Jenna like what I have? And put them on your leads list. Pull up every single list you have, your contacts list, your social media lists, your email list. And I want you to go name by name. This will take you a few hours. But by the time you're done doing this exercise, you're going to have 50 or 100 or 200 new names on your lead list that you weren't thinking of before. And then you're going to reach out to them. And when you reach out to them, that brings me to number three. Number three is you're going to either be clear on your offer when you reach out to them and they're going to say, yes, this is for me or no, it's for not. And if they say, no, this is not for me, then in comes number three. And that is, I want you to ask them for a referral. Hey, Jenna, that's totally cool. That's not for you right now, but I'm really trying to grow my business and I really want to serve some people well. Who do you know that you might be able to make a warm introduction to so I could see if they want my service? Who do you know that might want what I have to offer? Not, do you know anybody? Because when you ask them, oh, do you know anybody that might want this? Then the problem is that allows their mind to say, oh, no, I can't think of anyone. But when you ask that question in a different way, when you say, who do you know that might want what I have to offer? Now that forces the brain to say, oh, who do I know? Who do I know? Oh, I know. Tony. I bet you Tony might want this. So number one, get clear on your offer. Number two, make a leads list using all of the different lists in your phone. Number three, I want you to reach out to those lists and make the offer to them. And if the offer is not for them, then I want you to ask them for a referral. Number four, I want you to ask for the sale more boldly. Too many of you are hinting for people to buy from you. Too many of you are beating around the bush. Too many of you are, are afraid to ask for the sale. I want you to give your leads a yes or no moment. Hey, Brendan, I really know that this is going to help make your life better. Is this something you're willing to try with me right now or is now not a good time? A yes or no moment. It's going to help you get through your leads list quicker and more clearly. And it's going to help those people who are one foot in, one foot out, become two feet in because people don't buy until they're pressured to buy. And remember, sales is a loving act. I've taught this before. When you care enough to make somebody say yes or no to your product, then that also means you're caring enough to interrupt 
the pattern of decision making that they have already been making to, that led them to the point where they don't want to be. And you're interrupting that poor pattern of decision making by saying, Brendan, I know this is for you. I'm asking you to trust me and try this. Are you willing to, or is now not a good time? Number four is ask for the sale more boldly. Give them the yes or no moment. And number five, for you to go up there and get a slice of the pie, all this money that's changing hands, is to be omnipresent. I want you to talk about your services on social media. I want you to talk about your services on Clubhouse. I want you to talk about your services on your, your podcast. I want you to talk about your services on your YouTube channel. I want you to talk about your services by emailing your mailing list. I want you to ask every single person you know for a referral. I want you to be omnipresent, telling people that you're looking for a slice of the pie and here's what you're willing to offer a value in exchange. And I want you to be consistent. And I want you to be loud. And I want you to be proud. And I want you to be seen. Because when you're omnipresent, they hear it once, then they see it another time, and then they trip across it a third time, and then they hear it a fourth time and say, dang, Kelly is everywhere right now. Maybe I ought to take this serious. Maybe I ought to look into what she's actually offering. These are the five ways that you can get out there and get a slice of this pie that is changing hands faster than ever, that is changing hands in a larger way than ever. There is more money being traded today than ever before in the economy. Literally, statistically speaking, there are trillions and trillions of dollars more in our economy trading hands right now than ever before. And if you do these five things, you're going to get your slice of the pie. If you're thriving right now, you're going to get more pie. If you're down and out right now, you're going to start getting a piece of the pie. It doesn't matter if you're on the top or on the bottom or somewhere in between. These are five things that we can all do better. Get clear on your offer so people can say, yes, that's for me or no, it's not. Make a leads list using every single list on your phone. Ask for referrals from everyone who says, ah, oh, it's not for me right now. Ask for the sale more boldly, giving people a yes or no moment, and be omnipresent, selling on every single channel you have. You do those five things, and you're going to start getting more and more and more and more of this beautiful slice of the pie that's changing hands right now. Now, if this got you fired up, and if you're like, hey, I learned a few new things, I'm going to try this then you're really going to love what we're doing with Tony Robbins, Dean Graciosi, Jenna Kutcher, Brendan Bouchard, Russell Brunson, like you name it, Prince EA, everybody. We have a five-day Own Your Future Challenge coming up next week. And I want you to be a part of it because our goal, we've all bonded together to change one million lives, teaching you how to package your message better, how to market your message better, and how to get it in more people's hands who need it better. And in this five days, we're going to train you everything from how to think of your idea to how to make people say yes to it. And it's totally free. Each one of these people charge thousands of dollars for this type of training each. And we've gotten everybody together to do it for free. And it's all it's going to take is a couple hours a day, five days in a row. Yes, you can watch the replay if it's not convenient for you. And we want you to be a part of this because I don't know that we're all going to be able to get together and coordinate schedules like this and do it all for free. This is the single greatest act of generosity that Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi has ever put together, and we're honored to be a part of it. And so join us. I want to see you in the training. And all you have to do is go to ownit64.com and click, yes, I'm in. And then I dare you to share it with three or four or five friends who also need it. Because when you do this with friends, you know that they're going to hold you accountable to showing up you know they're going to hold you accountable to, to spreading your idea and taking action the same way you're going to hold them accountable. 
But when you do it alone, sometimes it's tougher to, to take that next step because the fear kicks in. You talk yourself out of it. So I want you to go to ownit64.com. I want you to put your email in. I want to see you on the training. It's totally free. It's five days. It'll change your life. It's going to teach you how to own your future. And I want you to bring some friends along with you. Share ownit64.com with them too. And not only are you going to get these five days of training from all these brilliant souls, but Lori and I are going to have this extra surprise where we're going to help you take your dream and bring it to life that I'm not going to tell you about yet. But you're only going to find out if you're on the training. So go to ownit64.com right now, sign up, tag me on social media at Chris W. Harder that you signed up, and then go invite a few friends. Because I want you to be one of those 1 million lives that we're going to train for free and change forever. In the meantime, thanks for being a listener. I always appreciate it. I never take it for granted. I appreciate the daylights out of you. And I'll see you in the ownit64.com challenge next week. Good luck. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.